When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. And I want to go back and revisit this business about Harvard hates America and the Ivy League hates America, all these elite colleges, anti-Semitism. At Harvard, plagiarism, the president, uh, Claudine Gay, accused of plagiarism, acknowledged plagiarism. Then there was a cover-up of the plagiarist, plagiarism charge. And basically what you got here is um, a very bad story, a very bad story. And what makes it worse is that Harvard and these big schools don't pay any taxes on their outsized endowments. They're not like you and me. So we may not be able to stop them uh, from their left-wing social policies, but at least we can stop their free lunch. And to talk about that is the great Grover Norquist, founder and president of Americans for Tax Reform. Grover, thank you for coming on. We'll have a little more time than we did on the, on the TV show, although you got it out pretty good. But the point is uh, their total tax – let's go to the bottom line. and Their total tax uh, – is 1.4% on their endowment. Now, they don't pay taxes on dividends. They don't pay taxes on capital gains the way ordinary people do, but 1.4%, all right? The tax rate for uh, successful earners is 37%. So there's something wrong with this system. Why should we reward them with this zero-tax policy? may not change them, but at least we can make it more expensive for them to keep hating America. Now, Grover, you went to Harvard. I went to Princeton, so we're arguing against our own alma maters, but that's the way life is sometimes. Anyway, how can we fix this? Well, there's several ways to come at it. One is, um, you know, Harvard uh, gets six, $700 million a year in money from the federal government. Okay, mm. So you can either say, you know, why aren't we taxing them? Or you could say, why are we showering them with cash? Uh, <clears throat> the federal government doesn't shower with cash small businesses, and yet they get taxed um, at uh, you know up to thirty-seven percent. Uh, that you know for a lot less money than Harvard makes. They made two billion dollars uh, mm-hmm. on their uh, uh, endowments. They got a billion dollars from students, and I don't know, six seven hundred million uh, from. Uh, our friends in the federal government and some from the state government, and uh, they don't pay property taxes to the city. <laughs> they don't oh. pay income taxes. So yeah. I, guess I would like to start by saying, let's cut off the flow of cash from the government mm. that goes to them. And by the way, Title VI of the uh, 1964 Civil Rights Act says you can't get money if you are engaged uh, in uh, bigotry against any ethnic group. And since then, that's been revisited. And anti-Semitism certainly counts and is uh, included. 
So any school that is found to have a unhealthy uh, environment for uh, Christians, Jews, uh, blacks, you know, you fill, it, fill in the blank, all the various groups. <clears throat> and we have seen some very unhealthy uh, treatment of the, the Jewish community and Jewish students uh, in at Harvard and the Ivy uh, Leagues. That's a prima facie case for cutting off federal funds. Mm. So before you get into should we tax, which is my least favorite um, project, uh, you should say, why are we sending cash for that? Uh, but there is a question at some point. It's not just causes. Why do we tax, quote unquote, for profits as opposed to not for profits? Mm. Uh, when you look at the people who run not for profits, oh, I don't know, like Harvard uh, or National Geographic, these people are making t- hundreds of thousands of dollars, much more money than a small businessman does who ends up paying the top pos- possible rate. OK, so it's not like not for profits don't make a lot of mm. money, both for the individuals who run them. Uh, outrageous uh, amounts of, of, of money in terms of salaries, in terms of what they have to do. Uh, and, uh, a great, you know, so why, why don't we tax, quote unquote, nonprofits? What, what, what is the, 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 as, as opposed to everything else? I, I want everybody's taxes to be down. But to exempt one, we've created an entire industry that says, oh, who lobbies for high taxes on individuals and businesses? Ooh, people who run not-for-profits and don't pay those taxes. Mm. Perhaps if they were taxing themselves at the National Geographic or any of these, you know, some big museum or the opera or these places that make a lot of money and people get paid a lot of money to run it, much more than, you know, smaller businessmen and women, even large businessmen and women don't make as much cash as some of these places. Very lucrative to be, quote-unquote, not-for-profit. Doesn't mean you can't make a lot of cash. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. So think about this. Uh, Elise Stefanik, who's part of the leadership in the House, wants to hold additional hearings and uh, investigate these colleges. So this would be a very important place to start. And your Title VI example would be a very important hook uh, to let's have a discussion. First of all, we'd like to cut federal spending in any event. And second of all, we'd especially like to cut their federal spending because of their bad behavior. And third of all, you're saying there's a law against what they're doing in the first place. So they should, you know, uphold the law, penalize them. Right. And they thought they were doing that to deal with the University of Mississippi, okay, when they passed it. Mm. Turns out that Harvard has the problem. What was it? I saw one group uh, that ranks the free speeches. Free speech Uh-oh. in universities. Yep, my alma mater did worse. We're number one. We're number one <laughs> in being bad. Harvard was the worst one. And by the way, these all these other colleges, as it turns out, but that's because they don't like conservative speakers and things like that. Oh, when I was it, I went to Harvard. Uh, when I was there, there was this the Spartacus Youth League, which is a communist group, um, had posters 
free speech for whom? Uh, and these were rallies against free speech. Remember the free speech movement out mm-hmm. in Berkeley? Mm-hmm. This, this Harvard had rallies against free speech uh, a while ago. This is this is not even new. They don't like competing thoughts. They've mm-hmm. given up on winning arguments. Now they just want to be bullies. And the, the, one of the theories of why they were going to get you know money from the federal government or why they get you know they're non-taxable is that they're supposed to be areas that that are different than the rest of the world and better than the rest of the world and just free and open. And they were supposed to have all of these wonderful that they don't have anymore, if they ever did. Um, so they're getting all this beneficial treatment uh, and they're not, they're not what people think they're getting when they go there. They're not places where people do deep thinking. It's where people get almost indoctrinated. Um, mm-hmm. And told and told what told what to think, told what's right, what's wrong. Um, I think we ought to look at reducing the funding. But then there's this other thing: they get all these regulations, all that DEI, DIE thing, DEI, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. diversity, equity, something. Inclusion. And they put these little p- political commissars that they put into every department. Mm-hmm. I was looking at some numbers: thirty or forty in every university, right? You know how in those movies about the Soviet Union, they've always got a political officer in every submarine and every you know military unit to make sure everybody's politically correct. Well, that's what the DEI officers are. Is everybody politically correct in this department and that mm-hmm. department? First of all, the federal government mandates it. Then the schools spend a lot of money on it. Then they raise tuition. I mean, one of the things they could do is drop some of the regulations, too. I hate to yell at a school for doing what the federal government mandates them to do with mm-hmm. this DEI kind of stuff. How much is it that maybe some of these universities wouldn't be mm. so crazy mm. if the federal government wasn't sitting behind them with a gun saying, you must hire people to go push people around like that. You must hire people who stifle free speech. That's the federal government telling them to do it. Now they're going to turn around and say, you're jerks for doing it. They should be, I mean, the, the federal government is so involved in messing around with universe, subsidizing them, taxing them, mandating who they hire, how they hire, telling them what kind of students to hire, right? You know, they used to have like racial quotas and stuff or supposedly that's going away. They would tell you to, to racially discriminate and then they'd also tell you it's not legally racially discriminate. The federal government is just way too complicated into this stuff. I guess I'd like to take the federal government out of these schools and take another look at them and see how much stupid continues once the feds leave. Well, you know, that's a good point. I don't know that you could solve the problem, but at least you can make it more costly. I mean, they're getting a free lunch plus spending, and uh, they should be ta- – whatever the tax rate is. I mean, you know, if, if you become the Treasury Secretary someday and you get the tax rate down to 15 percent, fine. But Harvard wouldn't even pay the 15 percent, and they should pay the same tax rate. And as you say, they should – you know – Nonprofits should pay the same tax rate as as profitable small businesses. So there's a certain common sense to this, as well as the social element. Right, and if Harvard's paying 1.4 percent, I think that's a good uh, target to get the rest of us down to. <laughs> Dream on. I love that it. might be a little bit. That might be a little bit much. But as a negotiating tactic, we could start with going to 1.4. <laughs> yeah, terrific, folks. That's Grover Norquist, founder and president of Americans for Tax Reform. And um, brilliant Harvard graduate.
<laughs> thank you, Grover. We appreciate it very much. We'll talk Larry, soon. thank you. All right, anytime. Folks, we're going to take a uh, quick break. And on the other side, we're going to have a little more discussion of uh, Donald Trump's legal situations from uh, Will Scharf, federal prosecutor and actually candidate for attorney general in the great state of Missouri. Uh, I'm Kudlow. Harvard hates America. Let's let them pay you more for hating America. We'll be right back. 